0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. I'm Andrew Ivins riding solo today. Uh, got a different edition of the podcast coming up, um, something that I think is pretty new for us, and that's just an interview. Uh, I reached out to DJ Dallas, the former Miami Hurricanes running back, to see if he'd be interested in talking about the season and his uh, draft preparations, and he said absolutely. Uh, DJ is a kid that I've known since he was a senior in high school, um, we've kept in contact pretty much ever since, so uh, he opens up here and there and it's, 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 a, it's a fun interview with a lot of insight uh, into his time at Miami. So uh, gonna take a quick commercial break on the other side, it's gonna be me and DJ Dallas. All right, joined now by DJ Dallas. DJ, man, uh, how are you doing? How are you holding it up in this lockdown type of state we're in? Uh,
1: shoot, man, I'm out here in Arizona. Um, this quarantine really kind of kind of kicking my behind. But, chill uh, just trying to find a way to just stay in shape and, and stay fit and all of this stuff. And, well, you can't really go nowhere, and, and like, the gym's closed, so. I feel like I'm, I'm holding up pretty good right now.
0: All right. Well, I mean, we plan on on covering a, a bunch of topics here um, over the next, you know, I don't know, tw- 20 minutes or so. But one of them I wanted to get right into. You are in Arizona, like you said. I'm assuming that's for draft training. Yeah,
1: I've been uh, out here training at Exos Arizona, uh, Exos Phoenix, really. So. Been out here, just, just, uh, I trained out here before, before Kanban, and then I just hopped in with the, uh, with the NFL guys after Kanban.
0: Who are, uh, who are some of the guys you're training with? Uh, Debo
1: Samuel was out here, um, uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, DK Metcalf, um, Joe Richie Incognito, uh, just, I, yeah. And then they got uh, okay. any like a lot of ball players like WNBA superstars, a lot of people out here, man. A lot of greatness. Okay. Just being surrounded by greatness is is cool. Uh,
0: I feel like most people, or I, I know most guys will either train in in South Florida or Arizona. Was it by decision for you to kind of get away from Miami and go out there, or or what? Uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to see the
1: world, man. I have I hadn't been to Arizona and I heard it, like EXO's Phoenix was like one of the first EXO's to be open. So being being out here and like I, I like nature a lot. So being out here in the mountains, uh, shoot, I, I have I haven't gone uh, h- hiking yet. But uh, just being out here, man, it is it, a good refreshing experience. I know like training in Miami can be can be a hit or miss. You know, like you got to be dedicated to just staying on task and, and, and staying uh, disciplined.
0: So I, I came out
1: here just as a as a business decision and uh, just to enjoy nature, honestly.
0: Um, oh, I want to get into it about the NFL Combine. Before we do that, I want to kind of rewind to your high school career. Um, and I guess really when you first picked Miami, I guess like the first question for me is when did you know? Miami was going to be the spot for you if you could take me back to I guess when you were a junior or senior in high school there uh in Georgia.
1: Uh I think it was junior year. So, um damn, when did I know? All right, so I think it was uh a little bit before I had committed publicly. Like I was I was in talks with like Coach Rick and Coach Hartley and coach coach Brown and coach Dugan. So, and man I was just they were just telling me like we need somebody that's going that's going to stand in the paint for Miami 100% and I was just like shoot to try to bring the U back and and stand in the paint and, and stand for some and that's that's really when I knew like it was uh I think it was the summer of my my uh no, nope, it was spring. It was spring football and it was after after my spring game. I remember Michigan being at my spring game. Coach Hartley and, and uh and Coach Dugan's came the day before my spring game and saw me Kirby Smart was at my spring game. Uh and just just me playing in the spring game and and like seeing those coaches on the sideline and knowing that I wasn't gonna play for them. That's that's when I knew like. Dang, yep, I'm going to Miami. I don't care what nobody else say. I'm I'm going, and, and that's my final decision. So I, I who think that's who what
0: finished I, who who finished number two? Uh,
1: well, it was, was kind of crazy. Um, uh, it was really a tie for number two because you know I played quarterback. You remember? Uh, yeah, I absolutely. Quarterback. I played quarterback in high school, and uh, man, it was it was like Georgia Tech and, and Bama. So it was Georgia Tech, Bama, and Michigan all tied for number two, and then Miami was was way, way, way far ahead at number one. I wasn't even thinking, bro. I didn't even take visits. That's how I was. I was just like, man, I'm done with it. I'm done with recruiting. Recruiting got annoying to me.
0: All,
1: all these dangon coaches started like kept hitting my phone up. I'm like, bro, just leave me alone. I'm good. I'm good. Not I'm not not saying it in a disrespectful way, but. I, I just knew the coaches that that I was getting recruited by were good dudes and and like good coaches too. And uh, shoot, man, I I just committed to them and committed to the, the the grind of of trying to get the the right the ship.
0: Uh, I guess you mentioned quarterback. I do vividly remember that. I I remember you you played that game at Disney. I went to and I think you ran for like 180 yards at, at quarterback uh did you ever think you were going to be a running back man heck,
1: no I, I thought i was gonna go to come to Miami and play db not even going a lot to you i was like dang uh when they told me i was playing receiver i was just like all right yes it is what it is because I, I thought i was gonna end up on the defensive side of the ball because i felt like i could cover i could tackle and shoot i had to i had to uh to win the run with the best of them but man i, I ended up at at a at receiver and then shoot push came to shove and, and I got got thrusted into the, the running back spot and shoot, from there. You know the rest of the story. I'm here now. So shoot hopefully we, we can we can shake some stuff in this in this draft coming up.
0: <laughs> I I guess uh did you didn't you work out at uh defensive back at Paradise Camp? Man, yeah.
1: I was one of the only back uh I think I was the only dude not to get torched by Jerry Judy then I I was just happy about that. Because, like, you know he was he, he first rounder right now. So shoot I, I was one of the only dudes not to get torched by uh by dango and Jerry Judy. But I tell you one dude that did torch my behind Dango Mark Pope. I ain't know who he <laughs> was until after that. I was like dang cuz it's fast. What what what
0: so what what's your take on Mark Pope? You know man? Um That's my boy. You,
1: That's my boy
0: yeah, man. Yeah. He 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 on his way
1: he he is definitely on his way uh he he's been maturing like it, it's just a, a maturing process for him really so from from year one to now he he's just been maturing and I always tell him like bro your time gonna come you just gotta be patient and trust your ground like regardless of what everybody else is saying regardless of, of what the outside uh noise is talking about bro just trust your ground because bro he he is one of the Hardest working dudes, one of the most dedicated dudes to to his craft. You, him, Mike Harley, D. Wiggins, just those three dudes, and shoot, Jeremiah Payton, even those those guys just just stay committed to to the grind, and, and it showed this year. D. Wiggins paid off a lot. Mark Pope started paying off a lot until he hurt his ankle. Mike Harley balled out this past season. So, man, I'm just excited for for what Pope and and those dudes are going to do this year, especially with this new little high-octane offense as they've been talking about it. But, I'm excited.
0: I want to ask you about the offense, but two quick questions. Um, What have you seen from Mark Pope in in practice? And then the follow-up to that is all I've heard is Jeremiah Payton – tore it up last year i think for the scout team is that accurate as well
1: man we i thought i thought jp was gonna gonna get a the next amon richards i swear i thought that was what what was gonna happen but you know stuff happens and and so he just ended up on scout team and he, he wasn't happy about it but i kept him like i told jp when he first got here i wasn't gonna let him uh fall by the wayside and I and I kept that promise I told him like bro just stick with me and we're gonna be all right and sure he he stuck with me and he ended up on scout team but he he also got better he, he got better his hunger grew and uh this year I think he's he's poised for a for a breakout season but uh Mark Pope in practice um sure he we just all had to learn how to practice again Honestly, because I, I feel like after that, after that, after my second year, we kind of lost that fire, lost that fire in practice. Because that first year we had, bro, competition was everywhere in practice. I'm talking about from the D-line and the offensive line and running backs, linebackers. But we had some, we had some goons. We had real goons. And I feel like we lost our fire after that second year. Um because it wasn't really competition in, in that second year offseason. Why do you so. think you why do you think you lost that competition uh just just because we we didn't have uh enough enough uh shoot i'm, I'm gonna keep it pg but we didn't have enough uh how can i put it pg dudes that they that care enough dudes, we needed we like my freshman year we have braxton Berrios, Tyrese st louis uh damn near the whole o-line uh Mark Walton, uh, Travis Homer, uh Amon. We just had dudes, Braxton Berrios, and then we had dudes on defense. And and shoot, we just didn't have we didn't have enough leadership collectively. And shoot, I don't know, that that fire just got lost and the competition was was down and then like this past past off season it got better. And shoot from what they put out, man, uh I don't know, man. I just hope this this next season is is much better than than uh, what we experienced these last two years.
0: What was the biggest change going from Mark Rick to Manny Diaz? I mean, your guy who's been in the program. So what what would you notice that? What's the one thing you'd say this was different? Um, I don't know, man.
1: I I really didn't too much pay attention to like what the differences were. I just I just Thought how how we could improve on, on what Coach Rick had built. So when I got there, Coach Rick was still building the, trying to build a, the the uh, team up t- to what it was and the juggernaut that it was in the past. Yeah. And we we were successful in the first year. And uh, as we lost those those last couple of games at the end of the year, we went uh, three straight. Um, kind of felt a turn of felt the turn when uh the team started started splitting up and clicking up and stuff so uh i feel like that's that's one of the main differences that that we didn't have the, this past year is the clickiness and like the offense versus defense and, and and all that stuff uh just just off the field stuff
0: um yeah do you feel like do you feel I, like, like there's a sense a sense of divide between the offense and defense especially this past season, I mean, did you guys feel like you were letting maybe the defense nah, down at times? Nah,
1: I felt like it was it was more codependency, you know. We we depended on them, they depended on us, because it it wasn't one game that the that the, the defense was just mauling folks, you know. It wasn't one game that the offense was just scoring points on folks. Like, yeah, you could say the Louisville game that that was just a collective ass kicking, you know. Um uh, Florida State that was another collective ass kicking, but uh, all the rest of the games like offense was was doing their job and the defense was doing their job so it wasn't i don't feel like it was ever a time that that we we uh lost that codependency but my first my my second year I feel like we we didn't have enough codependency on each other, so I feel like that's why we weren't weren't as successful.
0: What was your you you leave Miami. What was the best win of your of your career? It's got to be the Notre Dame game, right? Shoot, the games leading up to that game, dang on North Carolina, uh, VT,
1: Georgia Tech. That first year, bro, I had so much fun. Not even gonna lie, I had so much fun. We got our ass kicked by Clemson, bro. That hurt my heart. Uh, shoot, I thought we were gonna get back. So we didn't, but. Uh shoot, my first year man was 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 fun. I had a lot of fun and football is fun to me. But I had a lot of fun just doing doing uh going to battle with, with the with the guys that we had in that room, man. That really the whole team. Uh like I said, Braxton, Chad, Amon, all them dudes, Travis, Chris Herndon, and we just had a we had a lot of fun with each other. We enjoyed each other. Um but yeah, Notre Dame was was it was probably my my most fun game my first year cuz I I made uh, ESPN top 5 and I then never I never thought that I would would make ESPN top 5 ever in my whole life but I did on that night so it was special to me.
0: Kind of trying to not put you on the spot here but just you I don't think you've ever had a consistent Quarterback situation since you were really at Miami, I guess maybe aside from the first year. What was what was your take on kind of the revolving door, and uh, did you ever feel like there was a time where maybe the coaches should have just rolled with one guy and not gone to the other? Uh,
1: like you said, I, I don't like throwing people under the bus, but uh, in a in a system, I feel like that like consistency is, is what what makes a system run. So if a system say, OK, let's put it this way. If you have a machine and you keep replacing replacing a part on a machine, trying to figure out which one works more efficient instead of just leaving leaving one one uh piece of the machine or the piece that you keep changing. Instead of leaving that and letting the rest of the machine just help that piece alone, you, you keep changing it. And that's that's where I feel like feel so like we we went wrong. We just kept changing and kept changing. I, I was just like shoot, we're gonna stick with one guy, stick with one guy. Let's do it. I don't I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care if it's dangon Ryan Risk, Peyton Matoka, to Nikosi, Jaren, or Dangon Tate. I don't care. I don't care who it I, did, I told him that and I,
0: I didn't care. I, I
1: just wanted to stick with a dude and, and let's ride out. Uh
0: I've heard this so I wanted to see if it's accurate. It seems like a lot of people in the locker room view Nikosi Perry as a good teammate, and that doesn't mean I'm not saying you, you guys are saying he should be should have been the number one quarterback. Uh, but it seems like he took a lot of or he matured, I should say, over the past season or so. And there's a lot of people in that locker room that like him. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, he he bro, Nikosi went from being a starter in, in
1: our second year to to being a backup in this in this uh third year so uh man he th- that takes a lot of balls honestly and um shoot i really feel like i really feel like that is what a what a good team teammate is because he didn't he he could have told he could have said jaren bro i'm not gonna help you i'm not gonna say nothing to you i'm I'm just gonna shut down and, and just do my own thing but he didn't he he nurtured jaren like like he was supposed to he the vet sitting behind the rookie and Shoot, he just he just helped Jaren along, and when it was his time to go, he he stood up in the paint and did what he was called to do.
0: Let's talk about the guy that I guess played behind you or took over for you once you got injured, Cam Harris. What's your relationship like with him, and what do you think's in store for him?
1: Uh, this this season is is gonna be just the same as it was last season. I feel like uh, with the new system. Uh, and I'm still in a group chat with those guys, and, and I still keep in touch with them. But this uh, new system, he he just has to be like take over where I left off, man. Just be a leader, uh, bring that fire, cause he, he he got he has the fire. Don't don't get me wrong, like he he got that it factor. But we just need we just need dang on that fire, that energy, cause he he gonna have to bring that energy every game, every game, every practice every meeting. And uh he he's grown since he, he's got to Miami. He, he like he came in and he was already like I feel like he was ready to play him and uh our other guy that that left. But uh man and like he, he's poised for a, a breakout season. He he's poised for a breakout season. I I just think I just think he's uh how can I put it? Mm. man, I was just excited he he's gonna he's gonna do good, he's gonna do good. it's just it's just he gotta trust it. I just want him to know like trust it, just trust it and just play without thinking and once we once we get that settled out and and he starts to lead the young dudes and, and bring them along, like I tried to bring him along, and like Travis tried to bring me along, and like Mark tried to bring him along, like we're gonna be straight.
0: What do stretcher. you – what's your lasting impression of uh, David Feely? Oh, dang. Coach Feely. And, man, uh, hey, that man
1: is crazy. I swear, he he's so crazy. Like, he he really taught me how to bring that juice in the, in the weight room. Not that I didn't ever bring the juice, but, like, he implied the juice. Like, when I say the juice, I mean that fire for real. Um, man, Dave Feely is a is a man of the players. He he got our best interest. Uh, his workouts tough and shit though, but he, he he's got our best interest, no no doubt. Who he, was he the hardest? Had, bro, work? He made our team better. Not even gonna lie to you, like yeah. a VT game, not possible without him. Late in the game, VT dead tired, we still look like we we can go. Three, four more rounds? Come on, dude. That's that's all conditioning. That's that's Dave Feely. They ain't gonna Florida State when they third quarter roll around and they all been on the ground and and doing all that bull jump. Yeah, that's Dave Feely. Uh Louisville game, one boy's out there gas. And can't go blow for blow no more. It's Dave Feely. Bro, he made our team better. And he as long as he's there our team is, is gonna be it's gonna be well conditioned and, and shoot they're gonna a, a group of a group of Warriors 'cause that all season program, them 33 uh one tens, yeah. All right. That that's no joke. That's no joke. So and I feel like I feel like as long as Coach Feely is there, no matter who what coaches roll in and out, as long as Coach Feely is there. Miami will be will be the most well conditioned, well prepared team physically.
0: Is it true that? I mean, we hear this all the time. The coach a player knows best is the strength coach. Is that is that oh, accurate?
1: That's, I, I feel like that's that that's one of my favorite coaches. Top top three.
0: Top. Three. Who 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 are some guys that are weight room warriors or were this past season or you've heard about? In the Zach group
1: Shack, chat, uh Shaq uh Ragoni, Ryan Ragoni, a freaking dog in the weight room. Um, Cam, me, Al, uh, dang, we got some dudes, Corey Gaynor. Um, who else a dog in that weight room? Gilbert, uh, DJ Ivy. Well, we got we got some dogs in that weight room. Like some real dogs, Zion. Dang, we just bro. We had fun this all season. Like we we struggled together. Like like the the struggle was was how we we came closer. Like them thirty three one tens. Not everybody not everybody uh like nobody missed. Nobody missed. And if they did miss, we all ran another one for them. So like we probably ended up running like thirty six, but thirty three counted. You know. So we struggled together. We struggled together. And and them early four a.m. workouts. Bro, we all struggle together. I I did the uh, the uh, dang on the launch pad lift, which is for like the like the guys that that need to get their bodies right and all, um, like the young dudes. Whether um, I did that lift, and bro, if that that system is gonna gonna work and it's gonna it's gonna help us be be better in the long haul but man we got we got a lot of a lot of weight room warriors a lot of a lot of iron eaters out there man we I have fun
0: with them. Well, let's kinda of talk about you um how difficult was the injury, and how difficult of a decision was it for you to decide to forego your final year like when did you know you were gonna go pro
1: uh my injury really took a toll on, on me, like, not even, not even, I'm not even going to say it took a toll on me mentally, but it, it just took a toll on my spirit, and you know me, knowing me for so long, and, like, I I try to, I got a warrior spirit, bro, like, I, like after I, I hurt my elbow, and, uh, shoot, I got up, Vinny, or the doc put my arm back in place, um, it was rough, man. Not even gonna lie to you. It took a toll on my spirit. I thought I was gonna go back in the game, but they were just like, Man, it might be some, something wrong with your, your arm. We gotta go get this checked out. So Kane came, came to find out how to dislocated uh elbow tore my UCL and almost like blew my whole elbow out. Um but it didn't didn't completely killed me because I knew my team needed me. So I traveled. I traveled hurt. Um I, I, I took I took a, a, a back seat and, and took a, a backseat leadership role. I was still I was still out there. I was still motivating the guys, but I, I kinda let the let the pieces fall where they may. And and when I took the back seat, I kinda just sat and I and I just evaluated evaluated what was going on. And um, then I started looking out and and seeing the landscape of of the dudes that I thought were gonna come out and the dudes that were were slated to come out. And I was just like, shoot, I can play with with the best of those dudes. But then I was still going back and forth with it. I prayed about it a long time. Um, But when I I did know, this was after after La Tech,
0: I I knew it it was my time to go. Did your daughter play a, a role in any of this? No, I got a son, bro. I'm, so, I'm sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. <clears throat> no,
1: it's all good. But nah, he yeah, for sure. He did. He he did. Uh, yeah, just thinking about him and maybe I coulda coulda done another year, maybe maybe it was my it is my time to go. But you know what's the beauty of this whole thing? We will never know how the other option turned out. So I'm, I'm 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 content with with my my decision. Um, I'm happy with my decision, and uh, shoot, I'm happy for for what the what the Canes got in store for for 2020.
0: I'm not trying to blow your cover here, but I think most people, most Miami fans, know I, I, you are in a relationship with Ron Dugan's daughter, right? Are are you guys is that still the case or no? Yo, yeah, that's my
1: fiance, bro. We we plan fiance. on getting Yeah, we plan on getting married like next year in okay. February.
0: What's your relationship like with Coach Dugans? That's that was my, my the main reason I'm bringing it up.
1: Uh It's like my dad, bro. Honestly. I mean, it's like it's like my dad. Uh he has my best interests at at heart. Um Shoot, bro. He he's honestly like a, a real big part of my life. Like, like I'm about to probably go train with him soon. But, bro, he he's a big part of my life. Um, really a big part of our life. And, uh, shoot, I, shoot, he he is the reason that I'm in the position that I'm in today. It, it, without him, without him recruiting me, or without him just speaking wisdom and speaking life into me he I, I probably would have been somewhere else on on somebody else podcast or something but <laughs> he is <laughs> i probably would have been on a thing on uh another another thing on team or some junk but man he he in, imparted a lot of wisdom on me and is like uh, one of my my main father figures in my life so yeah, I love that dude, and, and it's, it's mutual love, and it's, it's all respect, and you know, that's my guy.
0: <laughs> uh, real quickly before I let you go, the combine, did that go how you thought it would go? Oh yeah, I'm shoot, I, I got a lot of good feedback from a lot of teams, and uh, shoot,
1: they like me, they like me, and shoot, I just hope they they take that chance on me. They if they take that chance on me, I promise they won't regret it. Uh, the combine, the combine, really for me, you know, I don't play with gloves, and everybody else, everybody else was out there with gloves on and, and and all that good stuff, and and tripping over bags, and I smooth as fast, baby. So shoot, I I went out there and I, I did my thing, man. I did my thing. I, I ran pretty decent, jumped pretty decent. So I just and then I showed them in the drills why why them those drills really. Really don't translate like that. Forty time, look at Alvin Kamara, he ran four six one. Christian McCaffrey ran four six, or four four five eight. What I ran. So, uh man, I'm just excited because I know I can ball. You know, I have confidence in myself and, and I, I have confidence in my grind. So, the combine for me was just another another piece for me to prove that the underdog. Yeah, it is still in the fight. And
0: what was so, the weirdest question you got asked?
1: Um,
0: just what everybody is is asking
1: me. Uh, uh the same the same thing you asked uh, about about Coach Dugan and, and and my fiance. Okay. But that's but that's that's pretty uh, much it.
0: Okay. And then I mean, I know you probably don't really know, but what has what the latest f- feedback been for the draft? Do you have like any idea where your people are telling you you might go or, or you're not
1: sure? Uh They they've been saying uh 3 to 5 right now, so hopefully we can we can crack out crack uh the third round. You, you know the draft is a is a is a dang on journey when it when it comes to Teams picking people, so all about how the the uh the board looks. And shoot, I think I'll, I really don't care where I go, honestly. I don't care where I go. It's all written already. God, God got me. I'm not I'm not stressing nothing. I'm just gonna accept the accept the uh the punches. Roll with the punches and, and let it ride. Cause third round or or undrafted, I don't I don't care.
0: All right, before I let you go, tell people about uh your website man. Plug plug what you got going on.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, so djdallas.com. We got on there we got forever Miami gear, you know, uh for for all the all the Canes fans out there, all the DJ Dallas fans out there, man. Y'all go get the gear, bro. We got gear for we got gear for the babies, we got gear for for uh dang on grandmas, granddaddies. Aunties, uncles, mamas, daddies, all that, girlfriends, dad hats, you name it, we got it. So go
0: get that. DJdollars.com. DJ, I appreciate it big time, man. You taking the time out of your your day. I'm hoping for the best for you, and I will say you've been probably one of my favorite recruits slash players to ever cover since since I've been in the media. So I appreciate you how you've been good to me. Oh yeah,
1: bro. I appreciate you, bro. Hey, I still got them pictures from Disney too. <laughs> I might I might post one of them for uh throwback Thursday.
0: All right. All right, I'll talk to you later.
1: All right, bro.